for you. My name is Richard Villegas, um, and we are doing English interviews today. I'm really excited about this. Um, at the moment, we are listening to a song called For You. This is by Luna Luna, the pride and joy of Dallas, Texas. Uh, so we are going to play this song right out, and we'll be right back with uh, some very, very special guests.
right, and we're back. And today uh, I'm joined by most of Luna Luna, which is kind of wild. I got Danny, I got Ryan, I got Kaylin, and I got Kavi uh, all uh, tuning in, <laughs> logging in from, from Dallas. How y'all doing, everybody? Good. Great. What's up? Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to have you all uh, here. Uh, first things first, uh, I, you know, it's a very necessary shout out to Pat Arreguin and the Decolores Collective out in Dallas. Uh, Pat is the one who put you guys on my radar, um, and she has been really championing uh, the Dallas uh, indie scene for a hot minute now. Like, I've known her for, what, like four years? And she's been like, check out all these bands! And y'all were the first ones to come my way. Um, and definitely, I think maybe my favorite, definitely like top three uh, of the ones that are in my, you know, in my stratosphere. Um, but enough uh, gushing uh, for the listeners at home who may not know Luna Luna. Uh, who are you and what is it that y'all do? Uh, we're a four-piece Latinx bilingual band. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been making music since 2017. And yeah, we just put out a new song back in October. We're trying to put out one in January and working on some new stuff for 2021. Amazing. And, um, and how would you describe the music that you make? I think for the most part, it's been romantic, nostalgic, and sometimes dancey too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've written up Luna Luna for a minute and um... I kind of, like I think when I when, when you first came into my radar I described the band as like kind of like the soundtrack to prom like it's very like dreamy romantic but it's like you know like slow dancing but like you know it could it could also turn up um and yeah I mean you know how does how does Luna Luna come about uh, Luna Luna came about um Back in 2017, um, I was just making music like on GarageBand on my phone mm -hmm. and eventually like just started figuring out how to use like better programs. And um, yeah, it started like just me at first, but then we started getting hitting, getting hit up to do like live performances. Okay. And so like that required a band. For sure. So um yeah, from there just went to like recruiting people and um at one point Luna Luna was like seven people. Damn. <laughs> like yeah, it was like a whole big group. Um but now the four that you see here, like this is the band today. Oh really? Okay, because I still remember you as like five or six maybe. So I was yeah. like, okay. Damn. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So now, it's, now this is this is the team. Fl fluctuating size, Kirstie Alley, um, yeah. and um, amazing. Well, uh, so I want to talk about so so to to some of the uh, other uh, lovely, beautiful faces that I'm looking at over here on uh, on uh, uh, what is a Zoom. Um, so how do you all start falling into uh, the band? Who was the next one to join? Um, so while he was doing his thing, I was like <laughs> graduating high school and I, I made an EP with my friend and then we just started going to open mics like every Tuesday in downtown. And then one night I ran into this dude 
And it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like ever. <laughs> and I was like, what? How are these dudes like around and we haven't even like met before? So they go crazy, beautiful little two two song set. And then they're walking out. <laughs> and I go on stage, I'm like, wait, Luna Luna, I want you to hear me. <laughs> and then we just I sang to him and then we just chopped it up from there. Oh, dope, dope, dope. So so for yeah. the listener at home, this is that Danny, uh, Danny Bonilla. Um, yeah, me. also a prolific songwriter and, uh, and producer and musician and all that jazz. Um, and okay, cool. And so, cause I think the vocals is both you, Danny and Kavi, right? Like it's, they're kind of yeah. interchangeable, right? So what mm -hmm. is the, what is the pro the writing process? Like, how do y'all work? We captured like the essence of the song, how it makes us feel. And then we just, it just like pours out. <laughs> okay. It's, it's really, it's very fluid. We'll just like, like it's like writing a story and then making it rhyme that's like how we write songs mm -hmm. yeah, most of the time we'll like start on our own like uh, the songs and like get them as far as possible and then we'll like join forces and like try to finish the song and get it like fully done together totally yeah kavi can write like anything yeah he he can write like a whole song in like a minute like i don't know his vocabulary his <laughs> yeah, no, he's a real melody money maker <laughs> like straight up <laughs> so kaylin um and ryan how do you all join you know again join the fray <laughs> um so i think yeah i was the next person to join it was all within like a few weeks of each other we all just kind of like he just built his dream team so to speak uh, but I met Kevin, um, like, probably two or two years before the band actually started. Mm -hmm. um, we met in college through um, our former manager, Ash. And uh, he knew I played drums. And I was actually in another band um, at the time playing drums. And so he just kind of stole me away from that. And then that's how <laughs> Ryan comes in. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, uh I met Kalen like randomly uh, through a mutual friend. Um, he hit me up and was looking for uh, a bass player in this new band he was trying to start in Denton, trying to get into the house show circuit. And so, you know, I was in a, another project and uh, I just want something new. And so I said, yeah, sure, let's get something going. So that's why I met Kalen. I was like, whoa, this is a badass drummer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, just instantly clicked and then, um, Funny enough, uh, we, we were called Digital Candy. And so Digital Candy and Luna Luna had a show on the same night at this house venue called The Grooveyard. And um, yeah, they went on first. And I was like, who's this, who's this band? Who's Luna Luna? Like, I've never heard of these guys. And so like, you know, I, we went on after them and I hope, you know, they stayed and watched and, and they did. And so like literally right after I got done playing, like, you know, Kevin's there and immediately proposed like, hey, like you interested in joining this band? I'm like, hell yeah! <laughs> like, like right then and there, I was like, I have to. Amazing. Um, and well, I want to talk a bit. Uh, I want to talk a lot about you know uh, different projects. Uh, I mean, up next, we're gonna start listening to some of uh, par some parallel projects from within the band, and we're gonna talk more about the scene and how things have evolved and progressed. Uh, but before we move on, I want to talk about for you. Uh, that is, um, you know, off the off your full debut EP, I should say, uh, which was called I think it was For Lovers Only. Um, so that I, I mean, like I like 
you know, I actually bought that EP. Like I actually paid coin. Like I was just like, okay, this is it. This is really, really good. Cause like, before I ask you more about it, you know, like there's a lot of these sort of like mellow slow jam artists that are like coming up, you know, like a Kuko type of thing. But like, sometimes I, I don't know, I, I, I find it like hard to connect. And I really liked the direction that was maybe like more, almost even synth poppy that you, that, that, that Luna Luna has. So tell me about this first uh, record and then a little bit about the song for you. Yeah, so this record, like, it was kind of like a lifetime in the making. Okay. <laughs> I think that's why it was like uh, really good. Like I'm really proud of that um, EP because it's really like all the best songs that I had written from like age zero to age like 22. So like every song that I ever had, like those seven were like the best ones. So that's when it ended up on that project. Um, yeah, and at the time that I was making that, like a lot of the demos, it was like literally just on my phone, on GarageBand, on my iPhone, because like I didn't have anything else. Mm. Like a lot of those I started like on my phone. Um, yeah, and at the time I think I was more like, like lonely. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like more lonely around that time. I didn't have the band yet. Like it was, it was like more just me and um, yeah. So I think you you feel some of that. It's just like this like. I feel like now that I hear it, it just sounds like this person, like, like wanting to be loved. Totally. <laughs> like the, that, that kind of music, you know? Um, so yeah, it just has those elements. Yeah. It's totally sweater pop and it's, it's yeah. very, uh, it's very like cuddly and um, I'm really yeah. bad with lyrics. Like I'm terrible with lyrics. It takes me forever to like remember a song, um, <laughs> but I'm good with melodies and like the melodies really like, it was like back to back to back. I was like, okay, dope. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the song for you. What um, mm -hmm. tell us about that that track? Yeah, that song was one, two, three. It was like the third song, the third or fourth song that we started working on from the EP. Um, uh, we we just started working on that um, back in like 2017, and like as soon as we made it, um, it just sounded like good i was like oh this is like this is good like i, I could just tell that it was going to be like a good song like it just it just felt right um and that was the song that got us like attention it was really like the first one where we posted it and then we like noticed like an increased amount of like people like mm -hmm. paying attention and listening and our followers growing like that was the song that really like started getting people to gravitate towards us yeah, I remember when y'all was still only on SoundCloud. So definitely yeah. from that to where you are now is very uh, exciting. Um, oh, but you've been you've been on you've been around. I'm telling you, Pat did a <laughs> really good SoundCloud job on days. me. Wow. <laughs> um, days. Um, all right, but I want to move on with the playlist. We got a whole lot of show and interview ahead, uh, everybody. And uh, up next, we're gonna listen to a song by Danny Bonilla. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm like, I mean, I live in Mexico. Like, I feel like if I said Danny Bonilla or something, I would, I would be like. No, nah, you said it right. Everybody. Like, that's how my parents say it. You Good. have to do it that way. <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna listen to dance. Uh, what is it? Come dance with me? Just dance with me. Oh, dance with me. I don't, I don't, I wrote, I wrote it really weird. Okay. Dance with me. Um, all right. So tell us about this song. 
All right, so this was actually like one of the songs that I made with my friend in high school. That's how it started out. Okay. And we would perform it a lot with Luna Luna and people were like, hey, drop the song. And I was like, I guess I should just drop it on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me like two years <laughs> of just like going back and forth on it because like in the middle of making that song, I was also helping uh, with the with for lovers only, mm. and I had a job, so I was like, it was mainly just like a, a side thing. It wasn't like a major priority in my life, but eventually I got it out, <laughs> and I remember submitting it to a Spotify playlist on Thursday at like ten fifty nine, like the last minute to get it, <laughs> and then the next day it was on New Music Friday. No. <laughs> like, it was yes. so weird. Yeah, but yeah, dance that's, with me. <laughs> that's that's what you guys got to do. You can't like it's not gonna do anybody any good sitting there in your in your computer forever. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Dance with Me. This is by Danny Bonilla, and we will be right back with more Luna Luna. Turn the world to our dance floor, baby 
Make a movie like we're singing in the rain Every scene is your face, made a dream all day Lucy, I love Lucy, don't act brand new Yes, you knew this, I was meant to dance with you Until the moonlight is diluted
right, we're back. And uh, the second track that we just heard there is by Manifest Destiny's Child. Uh, it's called Franco's Ocean. Um, and like, there's a whole lot of punning here, which I love, speaks to me. Um, and Kaylin, I believe this is uh, another band that you're also in. Tell us a little bit about, about Manifest Destiny's Child and also about the song. Um, yeah, so this song, it kind of comes from, uh, I think we just wanted to make a new sound. Um, and one of my bandmates, uh, Sabrina, she has a dog and his name is Franco. So, and she loves Frank Ocean. So we were just like, why don't we just call it Franco's Ocean? What's the, um, what, what's the, can you explain a little bit about the, cause I'm going to be writing about, uh, both Luna Luna and, uh, Manifest Destiny's Child soon. Um, what's mm -hmm. the concept? Because I think uh, the band is billed as sort of like art rock or it's not quite conventional. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. I, I could never put like a, like a, a genre on it. Um, I, I've played at shows before and people try to describe it and I'm just like, yeah, okay. But I, I really don't know what it is. We've won an award as an experimental band. So I sure. think we try to just push, push the boundaries as far as um, like what we sound like. And we all love different types of music. So I think the style of my drumming is a little bit more funk. And then the guitarist is more uh, Carol. She's more experimental. So it just mm. kind of mixes with that. Very cool. So, um, but yeah, they were, they were abandoned. They were abandoned high school and I just joined them, um, met them like a year and a half ago. And they asked me to join. So rad. Well, I, I want to talk more about Luna yeah. Luna and specifically about the rise of Luna Luna because I feel like this band has become emblematic uh, of the Dallas indie scene uh, right now, at least, you know. Um, before, before Luna Luna, the only other indie band, in, in air quotes here, that I can think of is, is Neon Indian. Um, and I mean, at this point, I don't even think of them as like a teeny tiny indie band or even a local band by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, like they're touring the world, you know? Um, so, you know, tell us about like, what does the scene look like, uh, in Dallas today? Um, and, and the process of like coming up. I think today, I mean, there's not much happening because <laughs> of COVID, but sure. like right, right, right before that, right before that, I would say it was definitely emerging and um, like I started noticing a lot more talent like mm. popping up um, left and right um, in the city. And yeah, it was starting to feel like there was definitely like just stuff happening all the time here. Um, yeah, like artists like like fishing in Japan, like Pretty Boy Aaron, mm. like A Wall, yeah, artists like that, and just, just, just like more talent popping up left and right, and just people like taking the initiative and starting to just like throw shows on their own. Like I think you could find a show like every weekend if you really looked for it, and yeah, and places like Deep Ellum where there's like smaller venues, like there's always shows happening there. Yeah. What's, what's been the process of, of growth for the band? I mean, we, we gave a bit of background of, as to how everybody grew, but how do you think, uh, and we'll talk more specifically about the music a little later, but um, how do you think things have grown, uh, again, how you have grown within the Dallas scene, but also I think within Texas, because at this point you've, you've toured quite a bit. 
Yeah, um, like in 2017, I think like it was just after every song we would drop, we'd have like a little more fans, a little more fans. It was like slow and steady. And um, honestly, the first show, uh, <laughs> it was funny, like we we had a show at this venue called Deep Ellum Art Co. Mm -hmm. And it was like our first, uh, we were opening for an artist called Digisaurus. Okay. <laughs> He's like an electro pop artist. And there was like 60 people there. And I think at that point it was like the biggest like crowd we've seen ever. <laughs> so, but like a lot of them knew the words like to the songs and we were like, whoa, okay. Like it's yeah. just crazy how like, like we hadn't experienced any of that yet. And that was our first one. And then like a month later, we had a house show in Dallas, like in a neighborhood. And right there, like the house was packed, like people like, that like couldn't fit in anymore. So you really couldn't fit like a single more person in there. And like people were there, it was like a festival with a lot of artists, but a lot of the people that came were like for us. And yeah, it was like a crazy performance and like people were singing the songs, they knew them and they were like there for us. It was, it was like crazy. Like those were the two like biggest um, things that happened like at the very beginning. And it just, it just started going from there. We started getting hit up by promoters in texas to like open for like bigger artists um like home shake home shake mm. oh wow the, yeah home shake was one of the biggest ones that we like opened for at the beginning yeah we got to play a few shows in different cities in texas for him and then from there was we opened for gus dapperton we opened for boy pablo amazing um, yeah so it was it was it was through that that we started growing and just constantly dropping new music and content it was like a slow and steady climb, really. Um, Till recently, we had like a video go big on TikTok and that like also like just shot us up a lot. That's great. I mean, and, and also, by the way, so like that house party that you're talking about. So yeah. I, I've seen video of that because Pat was there. And I was like, and she was like, this is Luna Luna. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Like, it looks really cool. Like, I, I, I want to go to a house show. I miss house shows. I miss shows altogether, goddammit. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, and so like, that's really cool. So like, okay, I wanna talk about this tour since we're talking about like different shows, different artists that you've played with. You went, Luna Luna went on a tour that was kind of like a dream. I mean, it was, it was y'all, Neon Indian, uh, Laguni Chonga, and two other bands that I don't remember at this very moment. Empress Dove. Amazing, come on. Yeah, she was, she was a big one. <laughs> and, uh, and who was the other one? Do, do we remember? I think, I think the it was Fabio. The Selena cover band. Oh, yes. Uh, is it Vidi Vidi Banda. I forgot. Vidi. Yeah. Vidi yeah, Vidi Banda. Yeah. In, in New York, there's a punk band that's called uh, Amor Prohibido, and they're really good. Um, they're, they're like, they only play punk shows, and, and like, but like in queer spaces. So like uh, Lady Quesadilla, who's this great drag queen, has like opened, uh, has like performed with them. Um, so Bidi Bidi Banda, definitely going to check them out. Um, Amor Provida is a good name for a punk yeah. band. Oh, they're like good. Um, so how did that tour come along? Because it was like kind of a long tour, no? It was like a, it was like more than 10 cities, I think. Or am I making that up? It, it wasn't quite as many. Margin Walkers set it up. Um, okay. It was for like all the major cities in, in Texas. Um, yeah, they wanted, it was like the first kind of, I think that's like the first like Margin Walker tour where they had like a like a set amount of artists like the same bill for like multiple cities 
um yeah they just like wanted to add us to that we had worked with them a lot beforehand opening for for other artists that they had and yeah i think that's why they added us to the bill um but yeah that was a really fun tour um we got to play in like very big um venues that like we hadn't played at before um yeah just because of the the great bill we were on totally and yeah it was it was really cool seeing like all the all the Latinx people show up and yeah, I think I've never been a part of anything like that before. Well, hopefully you will be a part of it several more times uh, once the apocalypse decides to chill out. Um, and, but I, I want to talk more about like scenes, right? Cause like, you know, Luna Luna is a little pop. It's a little R and B. It's a little funky. It, it, it can be like put kind of in the indie rock, you know, kind of umbrella if, if, if we squint. Um, but you know, like, what are the what are what is happening in Dallas? Uh, you know, like, what are different scenes or different trends that are popping up? I know that I've spoken with Rafa Tamayo of the uh, Colores, and like, he's a big hip hop head, and so like, you know, he will name drop like ten rappers in like two seconds. You know, so like, what are what are some different trends or or sounds or scenes that are that are bubbling up around Dallas specifically? Like, what's cool? I only really know hip hop. Like that's the Dallas scene that I'm kind of in. Okay. <laughs> like, like K Money is doing a lot for Dallas right now. Mm. Mainly, she's like, she's really pushing it for other people. Like she's trying to put on what's it, the outfit Texas too. Like they're all in a whole little bubble, and they're kind of coming up right now. Like it's mm. about to pop. But that's like the only thing that I really know in Dallas. Is there like a, an electronic scene or, or parties? Like, I mean, again, pre-apocalypse, was there like a, like a cool like little party series that was happening or something? I think, I think of like, you know, I think of like Bombon in Houston or La Choloteca out in Atlanta, you know, I just, or Peligrosa in, in Austin. And I'm, I'm like, you know, is there an equivalent? Again, I'm just trying to like world build. I'm, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, y'all don't have it, y'all late. You know, I'm just, just trying to, <laughs> like, again, this is for a story, so I'm just trying to get as much, you know, context as I can. Well, I can say one thing, like uh, being from Den, like Kaylin and I, you know, mm -hmm. we, we know like the house show scene there because like literally all there is to do in that town is just go to house shows and see what's up you know if you don't like music you can go into the backyard and chill if you want to mosh and be a fool go inside sure. and wreck the place okay <laughs> but i mean there's there's like so many bands in den that you know just want to play and have a good time you know do some shows like uh sub-sahara like you mentioned them earlier like i remember them playing at andy's bar or like multiple house show venues uh pearl earl they're another den band that we played with like that, you know, they, I think they all moved to California recently, but um, yeah. yeah, no, they're, they're like pop. They, that's where I first heard of them was in Den, but uh, yeah, that's as far as like house show scenes go. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's cool. It's just like, again, I'm just trying to like, you know, like I, I, when I, whenever I do these kinds of interviews, I like to maybe provide resources, you know, like a music fan is in Dallas, you know, again, not apocalypse times, but like they're in Dallas tomorrow. Like what's up? Like, you know, what are like, you know, uh, venues that they can check out for shows, you know, like what are like parties or bands to look out for? Like, like, okay, so like, what are, what are some cool venues in Dallas? Like, you know, if I wanted to go see a show? Um, Club Dada, they, Ooh. they typically have like, 
I mean, smaller shows, um, but you can, you can usually just like walk in and like buy a ticket at the door. Um, and you can hear all the music like from like the street. So you can just like say, oh yeah, I want to go see this. And then uh, I think there was another one, uh, was it Three Links or something? Yeah, like that? Three Links. Three Links. Yeah, Three Links is pretty cool. Uh, that's another one you can probably just like walk in. Um, but the bigger venues, there's like Trees and Camden Hall. Um, but those are just kind of like the bigger stuff that probably yeah. typically doesn't sure. do walk-ins. No, no, I mean, that's 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 cool. Um, how about, in ter- I mean, I, like, so how about in terms of like media? You know, like, uh, I, again, like I know De Colores and I've mentioned them now a couple times. Like they they're very on the money and trying to sort of like support local acts uh, and different initiatives. Um, you know, like, is there, is there like a support from local media? Like does, you know, like a, the da- I think it's like the Dallas Observer, I think is like a local alt weekly. Like, do they, you know, cover what's I, happening? I think this, this, um, this media company called Central Track, I think they do a good job. Like, I think, like anybody that I know from Dallas, like they'll, they'll get covered by central track. Like I think they, they're up to date as to what's popping and who's doing stuff in Dallas. I think they do a good job of tallying that. Cool. Is yeah. there, Dallas? Is there, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Dallas Observer is another one, but, and like they throw awards and whatnot. It's just a little bit harder to get on their radar. Sure, um, sure. So I think central track, is much more trustworthy so how do you all operate like do you, uh, do you have a uh, management a booker do you do it all yourselves what is what is your your general approach because again like you've grown quite steadily i think over the past three four years and that's very exciting and obviously it takes work and you know a lot of artists listen to this show so like i also like you know share some tips like how do you how do you you know keep the ball rolling yeah, for the first few years, like, we did, like, everything, like, on our own, like, everything. Um, it was it was us, and um, my girlfriend, Ash, she was, she was our manager for, like, a year and a half to two. Um, so, yeah, she would handle, like, everything that was getting booked. And, yeah, we would just get opportunities from, like, people like Margin Walker. Um, they helped us get on those bills, opening for bigger artists um even our first tour that we had uh in texas that was like our first like our headlining tour back in i think it was 2019 um where we played all over texas uh that we we set that up like on our own like no booker nothing (laughs) it was just it was just us and um ash um but after that, like this past year, we started working with Cosmica artists. Okay. They're, they're a management agency based in LA. And then now we do have like a booker. Uh, his name is Devin. It's from Overrun Booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's what we work with now. Oh, um, and well, it, you know, and so like we're going to start listening to a little bit more music now. Um, so with, up next, we have a track called Time. Uh, this is, uh, at the time of recording, the latest uh, single. Uh, we might have a little something-something uh, special towards the end, because I feel like your sound has progressed from uh, For Love Is Only, and you already put out a second EP, the title of which I forget. 
um, but the sound has evolved considerably. Yeah, I think this new one, like um, this new song called Time, I think that uh, we have like a lot of new music that's like gonna be coming out next year. Mm-hmm. But this song I think still is kind of like in the lane of like what we were doing beforehand, but a little more like polished than maybe like just like more modern up to date. But um, yeah, I think we are trying to like just evolve our sound. Mm, maybe not even intentionally. It's just that, I don't know, like we just start liking different things or it's just the music just like is a representation of where we're at, like currently and like what we're listening to and what we want to sound like. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, well, well, let's go ahead and listen to that. I think actually, and now that I remember the, uh, your second EP is called Carousel, if I'm not making that up. Yes. Um, not a geezer yet. Um, all right. But anyway, so that, that EP is excellent dear listeners. So y'all should go and check it out. Uh, but right now we're going to listen to a track called time. Again, this is by Luna Luna and we'll be right back with, well, more Luna Luna. Bye. 
Song Mess. Un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Escúchalo martes 9 pm y jueves 9 am por Nova Hits Radio. Song Mess.
the second track we, that we just heard there uh, was by Pretty Boy Aaron. It's called Comb My Hair. Um, and I know, I believe Pretty Boy Aaron is a rapper, right? Um, I, I have not listened to the playlist ahead of <laughs> this episode, but, um, uh, but you, you've collaborated, I think, more than once. I think a, a couple of times already, or maybe you have played together a couple of times. Uh, tell us about your relationship with uh, Pretty Boy Aaron. Yo, I mean, we've been working with him for like forever, it seems like, <laughs> like we've just been collaborating, like, you know, since uh, as far back as since I've been, you know, in the band and like, I think the first song we released with him was uh, Fro. And, okay. uh, you know, I caught the aftermath of that process, but like, you know, Danny and Kevin, they were just gushing on and on about the session, about how like organic it was and how just like everything just flowed through. And I was like, all right like <laughs> i'm all about this like you know like so we just keep working with pretty boy here and there and um he's got his own music going on i, I help him a lot with bass on that uh oh. like uh, this recent track i was on with him is called nicotine and you know it just like it's almost like he's another member it's really cool i mean that's it, it's great like these sort of like collaborative uh the collaborative nature of, of kind of a small but rising scene is always really cool to me. Like, I know, I think you've also toured with uh, the Brelettes, if I'm not mistaken, um, or like yeah, played they, shows with them. Yeah, they, they uh, opened for us at our uh, first EP release. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were a lot of fun, so much energy, it's crazy. Yeah, like I, I, I wanna talk more about, uh, about, again, about the scene itself, because uh, at, the fir- at the top of the show when I asked, you know, what is Luna Luna and what is it that you all do? Um, you know, Kavi was, you know, like, it was like, we're a Latinx band from Dallas. Like, I, and, and this story that I'm writing uh, is about Latinx indie, the Latinx artists coming out, you know, in the underground of, of, of Dallas. Uh, I want you to tell me a little bit about sort of like, just being Latinx in, in Dallas and, and what, you know, like if, it, again, within music, if that, means anything very specific if that if that in some way shapes a very specific uh experience i guess anybody all right i'll go so like you know being latinx in dallas is it's really cool because like everyone kind of is like (laughs) especially the especially the people that like come to our shows like like we'll see like in the crowd i don't know i guess it's all of us since we're all on stage but we'll see like people that look like us you know Mm. dark skin curly hair and you know i remember growing up there wasn't like anything like that there was never any representation so like even like like babies come to our shows you know so just being that person for anyone it doesn't even like anyone it just feels really good but then for them to look like you too like it just makes me more motivated to keep doing it yeah especially in dallas no and definitely for sure and i mean obviously like dallas has like you know i was i i part part of one of the people that i interviewed for this story that i'm writing is uh, is uh, a former president of the uh, dallas uh, mexican-american historical league uh and like you know so he was like able to give me tell me about like you know like the latino and chicano experience dating back to like the 50s 
Um, and so like, you know, just think, I think about these things and how they've grown and like, and again, like I, you know, I, I keep, I want to keep talking, keep talking about music because obviously like Texas has like Tejano, um, you know, but like, I feel like this Latinidad or, or Latinx, uh, experience identity, uh, it manifests obviously across all genres, hip hop, uh, you know, rock, uh, you know, we were talking about Trini Lopez, he and I, um, you know, and I, I'm like, I'm just, again, I'm just curious, like, you know, uh, well, like, for example, like Ariel in the culture, he, you know, he brings in like elements of cumbia. Um, and, you know, like I mentioned a band like Aztec Death, uh, which I think they do punk or post-punk, you know, so I think, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I, I guess I'm just curious, like, to see if like identity manifests in the, in the music in, in, in more ways, I guess, like, not just maybe from the rhythms, but also like in political themes or in like just personal songwriting. Uh, I don't know if, if that is a specific enough question, but I'm just curious, like, about your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'd say, like, um, on our song Commitment, that's mm -hmm. on the Terracell EP, um, it has that part where it, it like, feels very Latin-y, like, like, two minutes into the song, it, like, breaks down, and there's, like, there's, like, bongos in there, there's acoustic guitar, and it's in Spanish, it's just, like, a like that's that's like just like the latinx influence like pushing through right there like the beginning of the song is more like r&b-ish like american r&b type and then you just get hit with like a wave of like latinidad sure 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 yeah and and it's because it's a it's also a a double-edged sword right because like we can talk about like you know like i i i think of my work as trying to bring uh visibility to you know underrepresented voices but you also run the risk of like kind of creating a ghetto, like of just like, oop, you're suddenly pegged into this teeny tiny square and like, you, you know, you don't get to be, you don't get seen beyond uh, identity or color of skin or last name. Um, and, and again, like I, I, I wonder like, you know, is that, is that at all limiting in any way uh, in Dallas? Like, or like, you know, like is Luna Luna like constantly billed as like a Latinx band or i don't know like uh are you uh, in, a in a negative <laughs> way in a negative way i don't think so okay i think yeah i think it's really like helped us okay like it helped it helped us like have an identity mm. and i don't know i just think now like the youth and like the people that support us like like we have fans that are also like not latin like Sure. they can be they can be from anywhere and they'll still support like it's it's just become like that especially with the youth um we're just like if the music's good and the vibe is right like we're gonna support that's that's how it feels like here yeah yeah even no. from like even from fellow artists um in dallas it just feels like you know if your music is good and you're doing some good stuff that's that's it then yeah, that's and that's really dope. I mean, like you know, before what what Danny what Danny was saying really like you know spoke to me because I recently interviewed Angelica Garcia, um, and she was based in Virginia in Richmond for the longest time, and she you know she's like singing like songs that are bilingual and like talking about a very very sort of like Chicana experience, and like you know she looks into the crowd and it's all like white people, and so like there was like a massive disconnect. So, you know, sometimes it's just like it, I guess it's about sharing context, you know, um, 
And yeah, like, who knows what it would have been like if, say, Luna Luna came out in the 90s. Like, totally. <laughs> I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how it would be here in, in Texas, in Dallas. Like, maybe we wouldn't have the same amount of support. Because um, maybe there's just, like, not enough people, like, our age doing or into the things that we are. But, like, now it's just, I think, well, I, I came here, like, in the year 2000 and grew up here, like, from Colombia. And so, like, I was born in Colombia, but, like, I grew up here in Dallas. So I still have, like, my, like, all my family's from Colombia. So I got all that Colombian music, like, just played nonstop in my ear and just mm -hmm. Latin music played nonstop. But then I also grew up here and just, like, discovered all their American stuff. And I think that's how you're seeing a lot of, like, Latinx artists come up is that they have the culture but they also like grew up in america so it's like a great combination of of the two yes absolutely well, I'm, uh, my my family is also colombian uh what part of colombia are you from uh nariño pasto nariño okay dope. and i got family in cali too hey lit um yeah. well i excited for luna luna to play out in colombia uh, someday. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that's my, that's the dream. That's my dream. We got the connects just, uh, you know, we'll talk about that after. Um, but, uh, okay. Very cool. Um, I, we're, we're nearing, uh, the end of the show. Um, obviously, uh, again, we've mentioned the end times a couple of times. Um, what, uh, you know, what is COVID looking like in Dallas, uh, right now? Like, um, you know, numbers, can have been fluctuating all over the US. Obviously, I'm at this point an outsider looking in. Um, how are people handling it? And obviously, specific, even more specifically, how, how is uh, the cultural scene handling uh, COVID out there? Because I'm sure it's quite difficult. First, I guess when we first found out of COVID, like everything shut down, like for real, like there was nothing like to do. And then it got more lenient. And then people started going out more and doing more things. I think back, right now it's starting to get again, like kind of closed-ish and taking it more seriously again. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there hasn't been events and things like that to push like the culture forward. So that's like disappointing just to know that we missed out on a lot of like community and togetherness and doing things mm -hmm. um, like to show off like some art in person, but yeah, I think next year we'll we'll get it all out of our system. Absolutely. Um, and well, before we go, again, because we're going to be closing with a song that isn't out yet um, and might be out by the time this airs. Uh, we Again, we'll talk about all that in post, but um, what are you working on right now? What is the future of Luna Luna uh, at this moment? Uh, well, yeah, during COVID and stuff, like, that's what there was time to do, is to make music. So, yeah, we have we have some songs ready to go, working on a new project, and, yeah, hopefully we can get that out in the first half of next year. I think it'll be different than maybe what people expect, and I think that's good. It's just an evolution. Different is great. We like different. We stand different. We stand growth and evolution and learning and improvement and experimentation and because the moment y'all get bored we will notice so i'm you know excited to to, to hear y'all grow and um again we're about to wrap up can you um can you all let uh our listeners know where they can uh again find your music buy it stream it 
Um, same with social media, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to share personals too, you know, sell your chicle. Uh, yeah, y'all can find us at Luna Luna Band on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and just Luna Luna everywhere else. Um, yeah, please do. What What does Luna Luna look like on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> it looks fun. Go Go out and see it. <laughs> it's, it's better to see it with your own eyes. Are y'all doing like little like shimmy dances and stuff? And- yeah. Like, uh, uh, uh. Um, I don't know. You have to see. <laughs> Fine. Um, and, and of course, dear listeners, I'll be linking to everything uh, in the show notes as well as Luna Luna's, you know, Spotify and Bandcamp and all that jazz. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to remind you all that my name is Richard Villegas and this is Songmas and my guests are Luna Luna. Um, and you can uh, listen to this show in all our episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms that's apple podcast spotify google play stitcher i don't know deezer soundcloud christian mingle wherever we out here um uh, same with social media everything at song mess if you guys want to write us hit us up song mess music at gmail.com new singles new albums all that jazz we are always looking forward um and uh yeah i mean our little online store is also linked in the show notes as well as uh, a playlist called bops that i literally update every single day um, now, we got one more song. It's called One Thing. This is by Luna Luna. Uh, again, I haven't heard this yet, so I'm very excited to, to hear what it is and what it's about. What can you guys tell us? Uh, it's a song we have with another artist from California. Um, goes by Undercover Dream Lovers. Okay. And, yeah, it's a nice collab. So check it out. <laughs> Amazing. So, again... Uh, the song is called One Thing. This is by Luna Luna. My guests are Ryan, Danny, Kaylin, and Kavi from Luna Luna. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time. Thank you so much uh, to everybody who's listening. My name is Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess, uh, and we'll check you guys next time. Ciao!